So yeah, we're we're doing a podcast. What's up, guys? How y'all feel? Ain't that crazy? Why are we doing this? Um, because people kept asking for it. I, I mean, don't know why. <laughs> every other post, it was do a podcast, do a podcast. So this is the thing. Podcast. This is the thing about podcasts. Podcasts are they're informational, but they just be too long. Like I'm like I'm not finna. If I gotta listen for 57 minutes to get the whole thing, I'm not finna do it. Yeah, this this not gonna be one of them podcasts. No, long with the people. No, ma'am, no, sir. So what we what we who are you? Who is this man? My name is Preston Perry. I'm a, you know, black man from the south side of Chicago. Yeah, you is. Who um, God has called to himself. Ooh. Redeemed. Yeah. Um, brought out of darkness into Jesus' marvelous light. Yeah. Who are you? That's the text. Uh, I'm your wife, actually. I'm so glad about it. You should know that. Mm. Um, my name is Jackie. It used to be Jackie Hill. Now it's Jackie Hill Perry because of you. We have two daughters, <laughs> Eden and Autumn. Oh. And I write, teach, do poetry. And make really funny captions on Instagram as much as I can. Yeah. Do you laugh at my captions? Sometimes. Sometimes I just, most times you I just You probably just smile. smile. Yeah. yeah I just, <laughs> <laughs> That's what thugs do. Thugs don't laugh out I, loud. I just smile like, she's silly. I married a silly person. That's crazy. You you the type to put an LOL, but you ain't laughing. <laughs> but you laughed there. I felt good about it. So on this first podcast, the first, the first official one, we about to go there. We about to go there, yeah, man. What what we what we about to talk about? I fell into porn. Mm. Yeah, a, a season of my life where I I fell into watching pornography, um, pretty pretty often, and I kept it from my wife. And it's fairly recent. Uh, it was it was you know three three or four months ago I think it happened, and um, you know, me and my wife, me and Jackie, we talked about it, and we thought it would be beneficial to talk. Um, about this topic, not because where we have everything figured out, but we just feel like it would bless married couples out there um, who are currently going through this topic that sometimes we feel like the church failed to talk about, especially in marriage. And yeah, so we want to just walk through our situation and how we got through it and what God taught us out of the situation. And yeah, just go from there. Are you scared? I'm not scared. You know what I'm saying? I it's it's always vulnerable when you confess and sin to like the world. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I I'm more so concerned um about my mama hearing this. <laughs> you yeah, and my mama. They both gonna listen. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah. So Preston was watching porn, huh? That's what my mama gonna say. <laughs> Look at your face. That mess made you uncomfortable. But yeah. there's redemption on the other side. Yeah. Uh, it would be a difference if you uh, were a slave. But a friend once told me that um, somebody's deliverance or um, somebody hearing um, something that will encourage them is way more important than your embarrassment. Yeah. Amen. Well, so for that reason, if you do have children around, this is not the episode uh, for them to listen to. So put your kids away. Go on, turn on Daniel Tiger. Uh, don't don't give them the iPad and let them turn on YouTube. Uh, they be having some sneaky little things on that. But yeah, turn on Netflix. You know, these kids love Frozen, even though I think Frozen is probably some witchcraft somewhere in there because Disney always... Anyway, I'm going off topic. But get the kids out the room. Right. So let, let's start from the beginning, I guess. Um what 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 was the initial i guess reason you 
turn to porn? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. So, I mean, I think, uh, well, you know, because you're married to me. Right. I'm only asking questions for the people. Right. We uh, we obviously had, you know, um, some disconnects in our, in our, in our sex life. And, um, I felt, um, I felt tempted for a while, but I, I kind of resisted. Um, and I, and I'm, and I, I don't mean to kind of like use this as a cop out, but porn has not, has, it, it wasn't something that I struggled with often. Um, even as a single man, um, I fell into fornication more than I fell into to porn. Um, but I felt, um, at one part of our, our marriage, um, when we were just dealing with um, intimacy issues or um, it felt like it was hard for us to connect, it literally felt like a getaway. It literally felt like I can go and I can go and get the emotional support um, in this in this in this phone screen watching porn that I don't get in our marriage. And um, yes, was it lust? Was it was it? Yeah, me being driven by my own desires. Yeah, but I think it's it's more nuanced than that. Um, so, you know. so I asked you uh, the other day. You told me that you you know that your porn uh, season when you were watching a lot of porn was fueled by unbelief. Explain that. Yeah, I think that it was it was a time in our season where we were just praying things would get better. I mean. Um, everybody kind of know your story and your background. Everybody know my my story and my background. They don't know everything though. Yeah, but I just kind of felt like um, I was uh, for a season. I was hoping that things got better in our in our in our intimacy um, and in our you know sex life. And I just kind of felt like God um, wasn't hearing my prayers. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to give some context too. Um, the reason for the disconnect and the consistency of it. So a lot of people don't know this is except people that are in my, my world in my circle. But if you listen to my, one of my first poems, you'll know that I was molested. Or if you read my book, you'll know that I was molested and the molestation. I think what it did for me is that it really um, kind of messed up my mind in how I understood sex. It made me feel like sex was something that men did to objectify or control women. When you pair that also with fatherlessness, where I remember my counselor, she showed me that the first person that gave me male affection was the person that abused me. And so not to have a a, a father present already kind of solidifies these lies that I have about men and what men think about my body and my person and my identity on top of the fact that I also watch porn from the age of five to 19. Now, when I was watching porn that whole time, I was just lustful. I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I didn't think that it was affecting me. But when I got married, I didn't realize that all the years of me watching porn kind of made me believe that you, as my husband, saw me how these men saw these women. So all those years of watching porn made me, like when I got married, it made me think that the way these men treated these women and saw these women in these videos had to be the way that you saw me. And so it made me... Um, just unwilling to be vulnerable sexually, unwilling to be vulnerable intimately, and even unable to in some ways because of trauma. And so that's the context that's helpful for y'all to know is that our intimacy has been damaged because our perceptions of sex have been damaged. And Preston, he came into our marriage being someone who was very sexually 
active yeah, so, <laughs> prior to Jesus. Yeah, so now that you have kind of a framework for why, you know, we kind of had some disconnect um, from Jackie's perspective, we also had some disconnect from my perspective as well because um, I started watching porn um, a little later at 13, but I lost my virginity at 12 to somebody who was sexually experienced. And in my poem, Necrophilia, I, I, I explained how, you know, um, that first sexual encounter that I had with this older girl uh, made me feel wanted, made me feel um, um, accepted. Um, so because I associated um, sex with uh, acceptance or worth. All right. Um, I think when I feel that rejection in my marriage, I think that it, it, it communicates something about myself that is untrue, mm. which is I'm not worthy um, of her affection. I'm not worthy of, yeah, her um, care or whatever. It's almost like a, 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 a rejection of my, my, my whole personhood. And yeah, so I, because I came into the, you know, marriage um, with a wrong view of sex. It's also um, not just her background, but my background as well has yeah. affected our intimacy. Yeah, we both have and had very distorted views of sex. Because I think even a lot of people who were who were sexually active and enjoy sex, they don't still see that that's dysfunctional. Yes. You know, that you learned how to open yourself up and be available to multiple people instead of learning how to do that in the covenant of marriage. And so when you bring that kind of baggage into a marriage, it doesn't mean that you're normal. It means that you got, you got some mess to deal with too. And so I think people on my end, we always look like the broken ones mm -hmm. when really, I think everybody has some type of sexual brokenness most of the time that they're bringing into the marriage. Yeah. So when talking about like unbelief, what do you mean by that? Like how did unbelief affect? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that I was in my expectation of praying and asking God for us, asking God to help things to get better. I think that I, because the process or um, the progress didn't look like I wanted it to look. I didn't, I didn't see it as God moving. Mm. I didn't see it as God moving in our marriage. I didn't see it as God um, answering our prayers. So I just, I got impatient. Um, uh, I was in some ways I was mad at God. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated. Um, I was, I was frustrated with you. I was mad at you. Um, and yeah, I just, I just kind of felt like, um, giving up at times, like mm. this is, this is, this sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though, even, you know, even times we, we would, you know, be intimate. It's like, oh, it was, it's not enough, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, yeah, just my unbelief overall and, and what God said he would do. And so that's intriguing just because we, we fail to realize how, dangerous unbelief is you know yeah. how, it, how it really does lead us into some dark places even um i've been reading jude and how jude talks about how jesus who saved a people out of the land of egypt he later destroyed many because of their unbelief mm -hmm. you know talking about when joshua and caleb came back and they're like oh we don't believe that we could take this land because they're bigger than us and god is like all right all y'all gonna die yeah they didn't think that their doubts would like 
There would be such a consequence to doubting God, but there always is. Yeah, it know? is. And yeah, and the book of Deuteronomy really blessed me because um, Deuteronomy. I think it, it is because when you read it, I think it's I think it's God reminding people that they need to remember mm. His past goodness, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times that um, that fuels our unbelief. It's because we are people who tend to forget that God has delivered us from so much in the past. And if he delivered us from so much in the past, he is faithful to deliver us or to answer our prayers in the future. And I just kind of lost sight of, yeah, God is a faithful God. Mm, yeah. And the evidence of that is that he's been faithful in the past. So when you started watching it consistently, did you... Did you feel guilty? Did it did it feel good? Did it feel like freedom? Did it feel like a release? So when I first started, I felt guilty, mm-hmm. and then I stopped, and then um, we would get into an argument, or you would shut down sometimes when it was time to be sexually intimate, mm-hmm. and it would be frustrating. And um, I started to look for an outlet to let out a lot of frustrations, and just yeah to to satisfy some desires that I had, uh, instead of turning to the Lord, which I should have did, I turned to, to that and it became like a cheap substitute. And, um, after a while, I think what sin does it, 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 it starts to numb your conscience. Mm. Like you don't get as guilty or you, you, you start watching it and then you, pray and say, I'll never do it again. And then you do it again and then you cut it off real fast. And then that's how. So it's like addictive. Yeah, it it is. It's like, man, like for, for a moment, I feel satisfied. And then right afterwards, I feel crappy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, seriously, like sometimes I was watching, watching, I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. But I I dread how I feel immediately after. Like that feeling, like, why am I doing this? Sin is like that. It it is. (laughs) Yeah. It is because sin is, it's it's pleasurable. Mm-hmm. It is. But the consequences are never worth it. Yeah, which is always a, a merciful thing to. Yeah, it's 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 just a mercy, I think, to feel feel the weight. You know, like Peter, how when he denied the Lord three times, how he he left weeping. You know um, yeah. that. What a mercy that he was able to see the face of Jesus and grieve what he had just done to Jesus. When we have hundreds and millions of people in this world that sin all the time and don't feel no way about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I think I'm thankful that like the Holy Spirit is always present in us, even when we tripping. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, were you afraid to tell me or or did you like... Yeah, like were you just like, you know what? I can't do that because she going to raise her eyebrow and it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. Well, early on in my marriage, <laughs> I fell into porn really briefly and it was like a one-time thing and I confessed it to you. Yeah, it was quick. It was very quick. I felt like I had in this season, I had this is my first time falling into porn so um frequently. Yeah. I I just felt more it just felt more wrong if that makes sense so i so i was afraid to to bring it to you because i I had to tell you how much yeah and um i didn't i didn't know if it would communicate things about you that i that i you know i didn't i didn't yeah i didn't know i didn't know what it would communicate Mm -hmm. um i was just really unsure like um so it was just it was just like a new territory for me in our Mm -hmm. marriage so i was just like man i don't know how how to deal with this and i went to brothers about it i went to leaders about it but did 
how did accountability help you? Because some might be listening and say, well, I got accountability. I got, you know, covenant eyes on my phone and on my computer. And would you say that accountability was valuable uh, or no? Yeah, accountability was very valuable um, to me because one, I think in that season while I, I was falling into it, I would have fell into a way more if I didn't have accountability. Hmm. Um, um, so though I, you know, though I had a season of falling into it, I felt like if I, I had, if I didn't have those brothers that was texting me like, yo, you've been good on yeah. X, Y, Z, um, I, I would have fell into, I would have fell into it a lot more. And then I had brothers encouraging me to tell you. So I was trying to figure out you know how I was going to tell you. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what that practically looked like. That kind of brings you to a question. Like, so I think it would be beneficial for you to express how you felt uh, when you first found out, or even how I found out, or how you found out. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we had some family over the house or whatever, and my uh, my laptop charger was dead and I had to buy a new one. So I needed to send an email. And it's it's just weird how Providence is set up. It's like, did God make sure that my like laptop was dead so that I had to access your stuff? I don't know. But I was like, okay, I need to send out this email. So let me get on Preston's iPad or whatever. So I got on the iPad. Obviously we got people over the house. So I'm just like chilling or whatever. And I go into the search bar to type in www with the intention of typing in Gmail. But the top visited site popped up and the top visited site was a porn site. And when I saw it, I I legitimately was confused because I'm like, huh? It wasn't, it didn't feel like reality for a moment. It felt like, why would he be on this site? Maybe it was an accident. So I thought, let me look at this history. And I, I just went through your history and it was just videos after video after video, but not only just the video, but also the dates and the times. And so it was me placing where you were when you watched it. And so it just was like surreal. I think that's the, the best way to feel it because I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't thought that that was your, I knew you struggled in general. Everybody struggles with sin, but I just didn't know you struggle in that way. And so I think it was, it was shocking for me. And it was also hard because again, we have people over the house. So now I got to act all cool and all happy while people over our house, when really I just want to like, I just want to knock you in your face. Yeah. Yeah. She was very mad at me, which she should have been. Yeah. So when, our company left that night. She uh, hold on. You should tell the people what you pray for before I even found that. Yeah. So one of the things that I prayed for two days prior, um, before I had went out of town, I had got out of my bed, went in the living room, and I got on my knees and I prayed and I asked God to, in some way, shape, or form, take this away from me, because uh, I kind of me and Jackie we're very close, like. We're really good friends, um, even before marriage. And so in marriage, we're just really close. So having this secret that, you know, that my wife didn't know about, it was just kind of just weighing on me. And then also I just kind of felt like a, I just felt like a dirty sinner, like every single day. Uh, you know, even the days that I didn't watch it, I just kind of felt like, man, like this is, I'm in sin. Um, and so I just prayed and I asked God, I said, God, can you, can you take this from me? But I think what the dangerous thing about sin is, is that sin 
will get you so deep into it, into a particular thing that it's not, that's not good for you, that um, so many different layers are added to this particular sin. So uh, because I watched it so frequently, um, it became a comfort. Like mm. it, it literally like replaced uh, a lot of my frustration or a lot of my temporary. And explain uh, that because that was profound for me and other women that I've talked to who have had similar situations with their husband, it's been um, kind of an epiphany for us to realize that the way men interact with pornography is not solely about lust. Yes. Cause I think, I think the, I think the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize that um, a lot of um, yeah, the, the, I, okay. So let me, let me just say this. I'm rambling. I think lust is a big factor right in pornography but i think a lot of people underestimate how emotional it is for the man it is a very deep emotional connection that we have with sexual intimacy so a lot of times when in marriage this is not in all cases because mm-hmm. i feel like some men are you know emotionally connected to their wife intimately connected to their wife and they still watch porn but i i, mm-hmm. I know in my case and a lot of men cases that I've, I've, I've spoken with that it could be a cheap substitute for what they're lacking mm-hmm. um and emotionally emotionally yeah. right and i think um that's no excuse though yeah that's uh, so i think it's very important for uh for men not to use that as, as an excuse to say you know I fell into porn because of you. Right. right? It's like, no, it's my, it's my, my, my failure to run to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I, that I failed at, um, and thinking that a person can fulfill all of these emotional voids, but it is an, emo- it is an emotional void. Which is deep just because in my mind, I'm like, you just watching this cause you want to watch people smash, you know, not realizing that, this is like a hug. This is like a back rub. This is like a, you're great. I see you. I, you're great. I see you. I love you. I, I appreciate you. I respect Like That's what sex does. It's kind of an affirming of who you are and who you are to me as a person. And so the pornography in a weird way was you trying to get that out of watching that. Yeah. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think one of the things that, that we should keep in mind when it comes to how God has wired men, I believe, is that um, we don't need a lot of, we don't, we don't need, we need a lot. Yeah. We don't need a lot to, to want to have sex. Clearly. You know what I'm saying? We we could turn, we could just take off a sock and y'all ready to go. And I, I think, look at her toe, but I, I <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. We don't need a lot. So one thing I think that we should keep in mind when it comes to men and sex, I think women have to feel this um, like this emotional connection mm-hmm. before before sex to or be whatever hot. to be to be hot mm-hmm. and bothered. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think I think we I think one way we can understand men better is not that we just want to have sex that we just like dogs and heat all the time. It is emotional right for us as well mm-hmm. but just because we don't need that emotional prepping beforehand doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not emotional mm-hmm. right and i think it's i think it's a reason why when god talks about a husband and wife he compares christ to the husband and he compares the church to the wife mm-hmm. and he says you know husbands love your wife like christ loved the church mm-hmm. right because 
like e even in his love for his church, he had to do something in order for the church to respond. Ooh. And I think in the same way, like the the men have to show this this love and this affection for the woman to respond. Mm. But I think in the same way, like Christ didn't need anything to love, Come to on. feel love, to feel emotional for his his bride. And I think that, I think the husbands are wired like that. We don't need you to do anything like I, I come in the room i come in the house and i see you and i i want you that's profound you know what sir. i'm saying you better want me yeah and I, I i think i think for i think women and men we have to understand that like we have to understand that we're wired different i think men because we don't need to be prepped we're just there mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. especially when we're with somebody that we love that's crazy. so a rejection of that can affect us mm -hmm. it can affect us it's no excuse for our sin but it can't affect us wow well on that note that was a fire word sir but we we creeping up on 30 minutes and we didn't promise the people that that's all they gonna get out of us you know um yeah so stay tuned for the next episode where we talk about how the lord brought us through it how the Lord taught us a lot through it. And how I had to confront this man when everybody left the house at some point. Yeah. And, and, and ooh, sticky icky. But thank y'all for being here. We appreciate it. Thank y'all for listening to our mess and our we, sin. We done let the cat out the bag on the first one. Yes. Don't be judging me in your heart because y'all got some sin that y'all need to deal with. Because God will judge you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Peace.